I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Buck Sexton is in Scotland having an amazing time with his wife, Carrie. He'll be back on Monday. It is debate eve. We are discussing the eight candidates who will be on the stage as well as Donald Trump, the candidate who will not be on the stage. We're going to bring in Tommy Lahren here in a moment. She's at OutKick. She's also at Fox News. Holly. A lot of comments rolling in on Twitter. We got everybody fired up. Holly says, oh, my God. This is my impression of how Holly talks. It may not be accurate. OMG. At Clay Travis. She said OMG. OMG. At Clay Travis thinks I don't have the luxury as an American to not vote for Trump. Dude, I'm in Pennsylvania. My vote counts. And I will not vote for Trump. And then I'm not sure what the emoticon is here. Producer Ali is sitting next to me. Are you an emoticon expert? I can't figure out exactly what this is. I think it's like a nana 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 emoticon face. I don't know what that one is. It's a kissy face. It's like, is that like kiss my butt, like loser, like, oh, kissy face. I don't even know what that would sound like on the radio. Here's the deal, Holly, and anyone else, OMG, who thinks like Holly, kissy face. I think you're an idiot and a loser. If you refuse to vote for Donald Trump and you live in Pennsylvania because he hurts your feelings, you know who sucks at his job on every single arena? Joe Biden. So if you decide to stay home in Pennsylvania or if you're Carl and you decide to stay home in Michigan, this is interesting because Holly is the opposite of Carl. Carl will stay home if Trump's not the nominee. Holly will stay home if Trump is the nominee. My argument is Holly and Carl are two sides of the same kissy face emoticon, OMG, and they are making an awful decision because Democrats will show up and vote for a dead man, as they did in Pennsylvania. They will show up and vote for John Fetterman, as they did in Pennsylvania. They will show up and vote for Joe Biden. In fact, they will show up and just vote against Trump. 
And if you are out there listening to me right now and your feelings are hurt in the event that your preferred choice is not the nominee, I think you are a loser because you are guaranteeing that we lose the 2024 election because your feelings are hurt over who the nominee is. As I said yesterday, for those of you with a sports background, this is like running out on the field and not giving your all because you don't like who the quarterback is on the field. You're the running back and you're going to intentionally fumble the football. You're the wide receiver and you don't run the route that you should. You're the offensive lineman and you don't block as you should because you're upset about who the quarterback is. And as a result, you guarantee that you get your ass kicked by the other team. That's what I think Holly OMG emoticon is. And that's what I also think Carl, who thinks we're going to end up in a civil war if Trump's not the nominee, is. You're both two sides of the same coin, both of which is a loser side. Tommy Laren with us now. Tommy, what do you think about this? Because I'm sure you hear this all the time, too. And as we sit here on the eve of the Republican debate, everyone who Republicans could put forward is infinitely better than Joe Biden. What would you say to people who say, if Trump's the nominee, I'm not voting, and if Trump's not the nominee, I'm not voting, which is both of which we're getting right now? Right. Well, like, as you said, Clay, you can have your preference all day long and you should have your preference. I like that people are fired up. I want them to have a preferred candidate. I want them to go hard for their preferred candidate. Nothing wrong with that. But just the same as in 2015 and 2016 with the Never Trump movement that said, I'm never going to vote for Donald Trump. I would tell those people the same thing that I told people in 2016. Okay, well, you're voting for Hillary then. So if you're okay with that, and that's what you want to put on the bumper sticker of your Prius, I voted for Hillary, then go for it. But, you know, you're going to have to live with that. And, you know, Joe Biden might be worse than Hillary. You know, that's hard. I don't think there's anyone worse than Hillary, quite frankly, maybe Kamala. But Joe Biden is a disaster. Anybody on that stage tomorrow night or Donald Trump who's not showing up would be better than Joe Biden. So if you're comfortable with reelecting Joe Biden, that's fine. But the virtue signaling, I don't like it when it happens on the right. No doubt. And by the way, did, what do you think about Joe Biden traveling to Hawaii 13 days after the biggest wildfire uh, loss of life in, in, in maybe certainly 21st century, maybe 100 years before all is said and done and saying he knows what the people in Maui feel like because he had a kitchen fire 19 years ago? And he's told this kitchen fire story before. That's the sad part. He keeps that one on a loop. The same with all of his other delusions. You know, the news reported that that kitchen fire was put out in about 20 minutes. So I'm sure that the people who lost everything, lost their homes, lost their loved ones, lost their pets, I'm sure they feel comforted to hear that Joe Biden once had a kitchen fire that was put out in 20 minutes. So, yeah, I mean, this is what he does. The only thing worse could have been them sending Kamala Harris over to Maui to talk about the passage of time as it passes. I don't think that there is the worst thing you could say. Do you think that Biden's going to actually be the nominee? No shot. I've been saying this since January of the new year. I believe wholeheartedly it's going to be Gavin Newsom. I believe that the walls are going to close in on Joe Biden, either his age or his scandals, whichever one comes first. The Democrats don't want him, but they have to play the game right now because the last thing that they want is to give us fodder for Kamala Harris being their nominee. So right now they got to play it like Joe's their guy. I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom. They're going to find a way to get rid of Kamala, buy her out in some way, and I believe it's going to be Gavin Newsom. The man is campaigning harder than Joe Biden, and by all accounts, I think it's going to be him. 
What's the time frame look like then? So if Joe Biden is going to get in in some way shoved off the stage by the Democrats, when does it need to happen? Because my thing on it in on it in is Tommy. There's no way that they want Kamala, right? So that means that they have to allow a primary process to keep her from being the nominee. Yeah, so that's where the timeline gets tricky. But I think these next couple of months are going to be really important. And I think, honestly, a lot of it hinges on Ron DeSantis and if he is able to break through in the polls. I think they're very comfortable putting up Sleepy Joe against Donald Trump just for the fact that some people hate Trump and will vote against Trump no matter what, as you outlined earlier. But I think if Ron DeSantis starts to break through, I think they're going to have to shuffle their deck a little bit and make some big moves. Uh, I don't think they want to run against Ron DeSantis because he doesn't have the level of derangement syndrome that Donald Trump carries with him. So they're going to have to make big changes if he finds a way to break through the mega crowd and make some headway in Iowa. If it's Trump Biden, what happens if you were predicting right now 16 months out? See, that's where it's tricky, and that's where I've had a lot of my reservations, and I know the mega crowd doesn't like it when I say it, but it's the truth, so i got to say it, Clay. I don't know how we win Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin. I don't know how we win those states with Trump in 2024. Now, if he is our nominee, I'm going to do everything I can to try to make that a reality, but it concerns me. So right now, everyone's taking a victory lap because Trump is neck and neck with Joe Biden as the polls sit. I don't consider that a victory lap, that maybe the worst president of our lifetimes is polling neck and neck with Donald Trump. That doesn't give me comfort at night. We should be blasting him out of the water, and we're not. So I'm very concerned that we could end up with a Joe Biden if Trump's our nominee. Now, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that's not the case, my mega friends in Megadonia, but I'm worried. Okay, so you are a young woman who is going to vote Republican. I go all over the place and talk to suburban moms, young women, and that is the group that Republicans are losing massively. I'm sure you've seen the data on this, Tommy. If you are a single woman, you're voting Democrat by like 35 or 40 points. Clearly, that's not a group that Republicans are going to win. How do Republicans keep from losing the election with single women and young married women in general and also suburban moms? Because that, to me, seems to be the area that is likely to decide this election. Yeah, very bluntly, we keep talking about parental rights and we stop talking about abortion. That's just really cut and dried. I I know there's a lot of people that are very adamantly pro-life and that's fantastic, but If we focus on that as we did in the midterms, uh, we're going to lose. I think that what happened in the, in the 2022 midterms was a clear indication of the Roe v. Wade battle. A lot of people misunderstood what it meant. A lot of people didn't understand that it sent it back to the states and places like California are still going to have abortion on demand. They didn't understand it, but Republicans, I think, focus way too much on abortion. And, you know, you can be as religious as you want to be. And I, I love that that is a part of our movement. But if that is what people focus on, we're not going to win women. And that's just the blunt answer for you. How should a Republican talk about abortion? It's the third rail that Republicans for a long time. The analogy is 
because Roe v. Wade was the law of the land, Republicans could run like a dog barking at a car. Now it feels like Republicans have caught the car and are getting dragged. And I think you're right. 2022, that was the deciding factor in many close elections. And Republicans will get attacked. Democrats will try to make it a focus. Certainly Joe Biden or anyone else in 24. What's the right way to address it in your mind to help get some of those suburban moms, some of those single women, some of those younger women willing to vote Republican or maybe just not willing to show up and vote Democrat? I think it's a fine line you got to walk, but I think just saying, hey, it's back down with the states now, so the state that you live in is going to determine that, so pick your state wisely and pick the state that best goes along with the way that you feel about abortion. What frustrates me is that Democrats or Republicans have been spending so much time trying to overturn Roe v. Wade to bring it back down to the states, and then finally that happened, and now I hear a lot of Republicans saying, nope, we need to take it back federal again, we need to just ban it. It's like, no, we've been fighting to put it back down to the states for how long? Let's leave it there. I think that's the best place for it, and I think that's the way that we talk about it. I think we talk about it in a way that we are pro-life by nature. Most conservatives are. However, we're going to let the states decide, and I think that's the perfect way to handle a very difficult conversation that you're you're really stepping in it no matter which way you go on it. But there is a way to maneuver around it gracefully, and I think that's the best way to do it. Tommy Lahren is fearless as her show on OutKick. By the way, we also are going to be doing our first ever OutKick show on Fox News. Tommy Lahren will be on with me, Charlie Arnault, uh, Enos Cantor, Riley Gaines. We're going to have a lot of fun 10 p.m. Sunday night if you are sitting at home and you want something to watch in the evening. It's going to be a fun show. We'll also talk some, I imagine, about the debate that is happening tomorrow. Tommy, what do you think the biggest takeaway is going to be from the eight Republican candidates who are on the stage in Milwaukee tomorrow? What are we talking about on Thursday coming out of that debate? Well, I wish we were talking about policy and a forward path for America post Joe Biden. But I think a lot of the discussion on Thursday is going to be how they navigate Donald Trump. Uh, let's be honest, even though he's not showing up, it's going to be largely about Donald Trump because he's the one that they all have to beat. So I think you're going to see Ron DeSantis take a lot of incoming. I think Vivek is going to attack him for not being Trump Trumpy enough. And I think others are going to attack him like Chris Christie for being too much like Trump. So it's going to be a pile on on Ron DeSantis. And the way that he handles that is going to be very telling. He has an opportunity to really cut through and get some big moments. We'll see if he can do it. What else do you think should be the primary topic on uh, the debate stage? What would you like to see addressed on a policy level that you don't think is being talked about enough? Well, Donald Trump won in 2016 pretty much based off of immigration alone. His build the wall chant is what I believe got him elected. So we need to focus back on the core principles that made the mega movement, the mega movement beyond just Donald Trump. Immigration, crime, obviously inflation, the economy. I think those are going to be three points that we have to hit as a party. And I think that they're going to hit them, I hope tomorrow night and then we're probably also going to need to have a little discussion on where people stand with ukraine i think a lot of americans a lot of republicans are certainly pissed off that we're sending 113 billion plus to ukraine and 700 dollars to a family in maui that is bothering a lot of people so i think the candidates are going to have to answer for that too and covid because clay you and i know they're trying to bring it back So I want every Republican to have to answer how they would navigate if they try to make COVID a thing again. Are you going to mask us? Are you going to vax us? Are you going to shut us down? 
I want to hear the Republicans answer about that. What do you think is going to happen? This is the last question for you. If Democrats try to bring back masks. Well, the same people that love the masks and have loved the masks and still wear the masks to sleep, they're still going to go along with it. And they're going to be gleeful that everybody else is being forced to. But I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening if they try to bring back masks. I think the American people are over it. The Democrats are going to overplay their hand if they think back in the restrictions is the way that they're going to go. So they better tread lightly there. Uh, they're they're underestimating how pissed off we are about being lied to about two weeks to flatten the curve that lasted three years. I don't think they should go there. Amen. Tommy, I'll see you on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. 10 p.m. Fox News, first ever OutKick primetime special. And you can check out Tommy. Tommy Laren's Fearless every single evening uh, streamed on Fox Nation now, as well as basically every streaming service on the planet. Tommy, appreciate the time. Thanks so much, Clay. I'll see you soon. Yeah, for sure. When you're away from home, you're away from your creature comforts. It's like me right now. I'm in Milwaukee, and I don't have my Giza Dream Sheets. In fact, you know what happened last night? Got to the hotel. My wife is here with me, and she said, I don't even like these comforters. I don't like uh, – I want just the actual sheets that we have. Because, you know, they got these new comforters that are, like, massive, and they're impossible to have you on the bed because they just make it hot. It's like there's no middle ground. Giza Dream Sheets, nice, cool, comfortable. Man, they are fantastic. We missed them. 60-day money-back guarantee. You can sleep on the new Giza Dream Sheets. If they're not the most comfortable sheets you've ever experienced, you can return them. And right now, there's a 10-year warranty, too. That tells you how well-constructed, how durable these sheets are. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials to check out the sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. Remember, use the code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800 792 269. That's MyPillow.com. Radio listener specials. Use the code Clay and Buck. Truth seeking. Reality telling. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Oh, man, we've got everybody fired up. 800-282-2882. We are up in Milwaukee getting ready for the big Republican debate tomorrow. But we don't want to miss in the process of the Republican debate. Uh, there is a new poll out on the Democrat side that says that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. now has the support of 24% of likely Democrat primary voters in South Carolina. And this is important because South Carolina could end up being the very first Democrat primary state. Remember, Joe Biden is trying to flip New Hampshire and South Carolina. And I don't want to underrate this The strength of the Robert F. Kennedy campaign, junior campaign, is a testament to the weakness of Joe Biden. You just heard Tommy Lahren, who agrees with me, that they're going to try to figure out a way to get Joe Biden out of this race. My goodness, if RFK Jr. is now up to 24% support in South Carolina, remember It was South Carolina that effectively gave Joe Biden the nomination in 2020 after he got smoked in Iowa and in New Hampshire. This is really very fascinating to think about because certainly they're not going to let RFK Jr. be the nominee. In fact, I've said this before, in the event that Trump is the nominee, I think Trump should consider RFK Jr. as his vice presidential candidate because I think it utterly disrupts the existing uh, establishment, and also, I think many of you out there respect RFK Jr.'s opinions in the same way that you did Trump in 2016. Open up phone lines, 800-282-2882. We'll allow you guys to react. Lots of people out there fired up. I like people with enthusiasm for the future. Dutch Mendenhall, one of those people. He's the co-founder, CEO of Rad Diversified, big believer in the new American dream. He's on a mission to be at the forefront of the greatest financial change in American history and to look beyond Wall Street and see the future of alternative investments. In his spare time, I use that term loosely, he wrote a book, Money Shackles. He wants to make a point about debt in our lives. These shackles represent the financial hamstring Americans have fought with, school debt, car debt. In his book, Dutch gives you his strategies to use debt to your advantage and tap into lucrative alternative investment vehicles. Get ready for the redefined American dream with money shackles. Learn more at therad.com. That's T-H-E-R-A-D.com, therad.com. Slade Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, 800-282-2882. Hard truths. Lots of people want to weigh in. Uh, we're going to get some of your calls here momentarily, but I want to play for you. It's important to understand how much you're being lied to. You are being lied to all the time, all day long, and I think many of you understand that. When I say lied to, 
I mean told objectively untrue things. There's a difference between an opinion and a fact. My opinion is that if you don't show up to vote for the Republican candidate, whether it's Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, whoever that candidate is, I think that you are default voting for Joe Biden. And there are a lot of you out there, a lot of DeSantis people are saying, I'll never show up and vote for Trump. And a lot of Trump people are saying, I'll never show up and vote for DeSantis or any other candidate, right? My opinion is that you are a loser if you are making that argument. Because you are guaranteeing that, in my opinion, we are going to lose in 2024. That's an opinion. It is not an opinion that there is massive, credible evidence that Joe Biden directly profited from Hunter Biden's business relationships and was involved in them himself. That is indisputably true. There is evidence. You can argue it's not enough evidence to constitute a crime, but the argument that there is no evidence is a lie. I want to play for you what they are saying on television and what I told you yesterday everyone is saying. This is Bakari Sellers saying there's literally no evidence Joe Biden has anything to do with Hunter's business deals. It's a direct lie. Listen. All they want to do is drive up Joe Biden's negatives. And I don't think that's going to work in this case. And the main reason I don't think it's going to work is, one, Democrats are saying if Hunter Biden committed a crime, hold him accountable. But two, addiction touches every single family in this country or or the overwhelming majority thereof. And this is a, a a very interesting needle that Republicans are trying to thread by persecuting someone with an addiction. If while having this addiction he committed crimes, then punish him. But there's literally no evidence that this ties back to the president of the United States. And I think that whataboutism is going to fall flat uh, as we head into this election. Literally no evidence is a direct lie. Ten percent for the big guy. million each from Burisma, the Burisma prosecutor who was fired saying Joe Biden got him fired because of Hunter Biden's relationship with Burisma. The two IRS agents saying the Department of Justice was covering up for Hunter Biden to help protect Joe Biden from being involved in this uh, in this instance. Three point five million dollars to from a Russian oligarch who miraculously stays off the sanction list. Hunter Biden on a WhatsApp message saying that he will bring hell basically uh, to that Chinese company if he's not paid immediately and that he's sitting right beside his father when we know he was in Joe Biden's house. That's just a bare minimum of the direct evidence that Joe Biden is directly involved with Hunter's business dealings, plus the 20-some-odd calls testified to under oath by Devin Archer. I've run a lot of businesses in my life. Do you know how many times my dad has called during one of those business meetings? Zero. I bet if you run a business and your dad is not your business partner, I bet your dad has not called in during your business meetings either. If he has, it's probably a sign that you're working with him. That is all very credible, under oath evidence of Biden, Joe Biden, himself's involvement with Hunter Biden. So when they say, and they are all trying to say it, there is literally no evidence. That's a direct quote. Literally no evidence 
Joe Biden had anything to do with Hunter's business deals. That's a lie. And it's important to call out lies. That's not an opinion. An opinion would be, despite the evidence out there, I don't believe Joe Biden's uh, actions rise to the level of criminal culpability. I can understand that argument. I disagree with it, but I can understand it. That's an opinion based on the factual evidence. There is a ton of under oath evidence. And if that under oath evidence is untrue, then everyone who testified under oath about it could and should be prosecuted for perjury because when you lie under oath, that is a crime. All right, a lot of you want to weigh in on conversations that we've had so far during the course of the show. Reminder, Buck is in Scotland. He'll be back with us on Monday if you were wondering where he is. Dick in Minneapolis, what you got for us? I want to take a completely opposite point of view that than your guy um can't remember whether it's Carl or whatever it was. Yeah, Carl in Michigan, in Michigan so. is a major Trump supporter. We were talking about Holly right. in Pennsylvania, who's a major anti-Trump uh, supporter. Both yeah. two two different sides of that that same equation. But yeah, what you got? Well, well, his uh, Carl's point of view is that that if um, he's not the nominee, that the, that we're going to be uh, we're going to see another civil war and the guns are coming out. Um, I think he's totally wrong. I think it's going to be just the opposite. If Trump's the nominee, we're going to see the same kind of thing or worse that we saw after George George Floyd um, throughout. It's the Democrats that consistently bring out the, their mercenaries, if you will. That's the great point. And, 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 I, and you see this all the time. I mean... Heck, um, you saw it. You're in Minneapolis. Few people saw it more than residents of Minneapolis, right? And and Dick, I appreciate your call. I think that's really important. Remember, they had all the all the uh, windows boarded up, all the glass boarded up all over big cities in the country in 2020 as we got ready for the election. That wasn't in case Joe Biden won. That was in case Donald Trump. One, they were implicitly letting you know, thanks for the call, Dick. They were implicitly letting you know, hey, if Donald Trump wins, we're rioting, we're burning down cities. That's what they were saying. And you're right. If Trump won again in 24, I think many cities in America will burn and it won't be because of Republicans. That'll be the mostly peaceful protest that we dealt with for months Republicans riot once on January 6th, and the entire country is in danger of collapsing. Democrats riot for months, and it's a sign of how well the democratic process works. And riots are the voice of the dispossessed. Kyle in Kentucky, you're a big Trump fan, but you got an issue with Carl up in Michigan. Yeah, I do. Uh, thanks for taking the call. I I really question. I am a, a huge Trump fan, have been all along. Uh, you know, I probably will vote for him uh, in the primary, and uh, certainly would vote for him in the uh, general election. But I question both his loyalty to the United States and uh, the Michigan caller uh, if they say that you know Trump wouldn't sign the pledge, and now this guy's not going to show up and vote. So basically, we're putting you know this dangerous world in the hands of joe biden and kamala harris and we can't afford to do that i i agree 100 percent with you i mean look i'm going to show up and if trump is the nominee if trump collects this nomination and i think he would do it by march i am going to spend eight months of my life 
arguing as hard as I possibly can for Donald Trump. I will campaign for him. I will donate to him. I will go on the road. A lot of you will remember. I went on the road and worked as hard as I could for Herschel Walker because I wanted to take back the Senate. I went and spoke down in Georgia. I've traveled all over the country to advocate for Republican candidates because I am so fired up with what happened during COVID and in the failure of the Biden administration. So I will go wherever Joe Biden uh, is is campaigning. If the Trump team says, Clay, we think you're going to really make a difference in Georgia, I will go to Atlanta and I will advocate for Trump as hard as I can. If they say, hey, the numbers reflect you're really popular, Clay, you and Buck's show in Maricopa County, we really need you out in Arizona, we'll go do the show there. If they say, man, you know who loves Clay Travis? Pittsburgh Steeler fans. I will be in Pittsburgh waving a terrible towel as hard as I can work. And that's not just for Trump. It's for any nominee because I am desperately concerned about the direction of the country. And I'm asking all of you to do the same thing that I am willing to do. Advocate as aggressively as possible, as you should, for your candidate during the course of this primary season. 50% of you are Trump. 50% of you are somebody else. But there is a difference between advocating for your candidate and saying, effectively, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home if my candidate doesn't win. Because to me, what you are doing then is you are turning your back on America and you are saying, I'm effectively abandoning the field to Joe Biden or whomever the Democrat is because I'm so upset that my guy or my girl is not the nominee. Uh, let's go to Chris in L.A. Chris, what you got? Okay, Clay. I agree with you. I'm going to vote for the conservative uh, person who's on the ticket. Okay? Dude, you did the Carl by interrupting him and talking about your parents. That's just like Joe Biden, what he did, talking about 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 uh, the wildfire. Well, hold on. Carl said, Carl, hold on. Carl said, you're a rich guy. You live down in Franklin. You don't have any idea. So he attacked me on my personal economic situation, and I felt like saying, hey, I'm a public school kid whose parents never made $50,000 a year. I'm fortunate I have succeeded because of American capitalism and the exceptionalism of this country, as I would hope all of you can do. I am a testament. My grandfather dropped out of school in eighth grade, who I'm named after. He worked in Kentucky coal mines. He spent his whole life working in the DuPont factory in Old Hickory, Tennessee. Neither of my grandfathers, who I'm named after, went and graduated from college. Like I said, the the man that I literally have the same name as dropped out of school in eighth grade. So when you try to demean someone by saying, oh, you have money now, so you don't have, you're going to go have wine and fancy dinners with Taylor Swift. First of all, Taylor Swift and I have different politics. I don't think it's very likely we're going to be hanging out. But when you attack me to try to demean my arguments by going after me, do you expect me not to respond? And then Carl finished his call by saying, we're going to have a civil war. I mean, I don't know about you. We literally had an election during the Civil War in 1864. We had an election in 1944 during World War II. In 1864, on the ballot was whether the Civil War was going to continue. In 1944, on the ballot was whether we should continue fighting World War II. If we could have elections during the Civil War and during World War II... 
I think we can have an election in 2024 without a civil war breaking out. But you can continue now. Okay, you're right. Okay, the third thing I want to say is think about Trump supporters like this, okay? And like I already said, I'm going to vote for whoever the conservative candidate is. This is, a, this is how Trump supporters see it. This is how Rush listeners see it. We're, we're hardworking dudes. I'm going to work overtime tomorrow, not so I could buy an extra part for my Harley-Davidson, but so I can account for inflation. You know, I don't get to go on vacations like, like, give me one second. Now, a Trump, you're going to have a son that's of military age in the next, in the next term of the next president. There's one person that can keep your son and your son's buddies from fighting a war in Europe. That only candidate is Donald Trump. It's not Vivek. It's not DeSantis. It's not Scott. It's not Christie. Trump owes nobody nothing. That's why Rush listeners support Donald Trump. Think of it like that, Clay. I know you Rush listeners, but listen to me. Rush listeners, 50% of them support Trump. The other 50% support someone else. I'm talking to 100% of Republicans. You want me to talk to only 50% of them. And the other half wants me to talk to only the other 50%. What I am doing is saying the only way you win is by 100% of people agreeing. And if you are saying right now, I am not going to support the other guy because I want my guy to win so badly, then you are playing into Joe Biden's hands. So you can believe, as you just laid out, I totally understand I just told you that I would work harder probably than anybody in the media to get Donald Trump elected if he's the nominee. But I will do the same thing if Ron DeSantis is the nominee or Nikki Haley is the nominee or Vivek Ramaswamy is the nominee because all of them are better than Joe Biden. And as we sit here on the eve of the debate, I see people tearing each other apart and you're forgetting who the real enemy is. And all I am saying is, if you're a DeSantis person and you're saying, I will not show up, as Holly said in Pennsylvania, because I don't like Trump. And if you're Carl in Michigan and you are saying, I won't even show up and vote if Trump's not the nominee, both of you are tearing each other apart. And in the process, you're elevating Biden. And I think that's incredibly important to remember. Everybody wants me to talk to the 50% of the side that they're on right now. Biden is the enemy. He is the worst president in our lives. That is the cardinal truth that everybody out there listening right now has to remember. And I'm already telling you that we are going to have a nominee by March of next year. And whomever that is, it's going to be infinitely better than right now. Joe Biden being in office. Just think about it. Continue to take your calls. 800-282-2882. We're going to talk to Will Kane, who went out to Maui about what he thought about Joe Biden's disastrous trip to Hawaii that was just completed when we come back in just a few moments. But in the meantime, some crimes happen out in the open. But when a crime happens on a computer, it's a lot harder to know you're a victim or track down the bad guy until it's too late. 
Cyber hackers work in the shadows. They hide behind their keyboards and computer screens. Their crime stealing your online info, using it illegally for their own gain. Bad news is they're getting more sophisticated than ever. Good news is there's something you can do to protect yourself. LifeLock by Norton looks out for your online identity, notifies you the instant they think it's being used without your permission. Their systems can scan through more than a billion online transactions every week. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. LifeLock's online identity theft protection is your best defense no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses but lifelock can certainly help you quickly join now save 25 percent off your first year with promo code clay call 1-800-LIFELOCK go online to lifelock.com use promo code clay for 25 percent off want more clay and buck that you didn't hear on the show get podcast extras in the clay and buck podcast feed find it on the iheart app or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast more than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of sunny the warmth of fredo and the coldness of michael to the og spy kid alexa penavega you had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. We're going to be joined by Will Kane here in the moment at the top of the next hour, but we have got a really cool announcement. For those of you in Milwaukee, we're going to share this link momentarily and it's going to immediately get filled up. Um, 800-282-2882, by the way, for those of you who want to weigh in in the third hour, continue the spirited discussion we've got underway here on the eve of the Republican primary. Uh, but we have got a WISN listener, big fan of the show, 
bought out the rest of the Pabst Theater tonight. And we're going to give you free tickets in the event that you want to come tonight. He specifically said that he wanted veterans and first responders to jump on this link. But everybody is eligible in the Milwaukee area. Personally, I'd like to see some kids come. Um, if you got kids, grandkids that you want to bring, uh, it's going to be a fun night. Uh, we'll share that link on clayandbuck.com momentarily. I'll also say it out loud and share it from my Twitter account, but it's going to have a little bit of a complicated uh, uh, link on the website. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 